0: Warning The following podcast may contain phrases such as Oh shit, Waterworld sales went down
1: yeah. by three percent this quarter. Yeah. We're fucked. Yeah, like like
2: lay off Larry
1: Three unwise men. Bum, bum, bum. With Frog
2: Grant and Ryder. All right, speaking of things that we love, as if we were actually speaking yeah. prior to this, <laughs> no. that's my segue from, from Blake Page well, we, to, we
1: were, but we can't go on the air with that.
2: Yeah, we can't. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, look, there's, there's, there's a line that not even we will cross.
2: Yeah, it's not a great line, but it's a line.
1: And now, dear listener, think of all the lines we have crossed, <laughs> yeah. and now let the thing come into your head that you... Ma-
2: yeah, and en- enjoy. And no, that, the... Uh, um, you can't unsee that. No, you really can't. But what you can see... Is the Ken Fables.
1: Okay. What,
2: what, Grant? Are the Ken Fables? They're amazing, and you should all see them immediately, if not sooner. So, there's this, uh, I stumbled across this, and I don't remember how I stumbled across it, so I'm not gonna bother with that part of the story. But I came across this thing called the Ken Ken Fables. K K like, I N.
1: Like as in related to.
2: Yeah, and it's so it's put together by these two brothers and a production company, I believe it's in Ontario, I'm <laughs> gonna have you pull up their page because it's worthy of it. They're Ooh, called Canadians. Yeah, they're Five Knight Productions. Five Knights Productions. K or an N. No. Uh K I N Fables.
0: No, no, no. Knights as in like Knights. Knights of as
2: in Knights with Swords. It's okay. got an awesome logo on it. Um and is these two brothers and then pre- presumably three other people. I don't know, but the <laughs> um, the point of it is that they put together this visual and audio and everything uh production, and it's a fable, and it has this like it jumps around in time, and it introduces these characters, and they they're looking to make a movie of it called the S- Sad Prince, but like. It is, and when I say beautiful, like I I follow fantasy. And so
1: is it, think, all, all these people are in different places and time. Yeah, so it's it's a it's just music,
2: and it's a short film. So okay. it's three short films that span three kind of, three kind of eras.
0: I remember seeing you when you shared this.
2: Yeah. I actually looked at that. Yeah. And it, and when I mean beautiful, I mean, in it's, fact, it's good. It's absolutely good. It's really good. The first one is Kin, and it's like, I think it's the story of <laughs> the way I took it. It's like these two little kids, and this one, this little boy becomes like involved in this, um, like it's basically a, like transported out. And the, and the, um, by a big eagle. And, um, like the, uh, sister is lost in the woods. And it's like this kind of transitionary thing. It goes kin and then it goes salvage and then it goes requiem. And yeah, they are, that doesn't
1: sound like a happy ending.
2: Yeah. It's, it's intense and it's just absolutely beautiful. Okay. Like everything about it is good. The music is good, which you can buy. Um, you could buy the soundtrack for all of it. Mm-hmm. I actually write to it all, all the what time. What sort
1: of music is it? I mean,
2: is it, it's, it's like- mostly acoustic and it has like some like sound in the back. So it's kind of kind of like an ambient music. Okay. And it's, I mean, we should play at this part. We should play some music with it in post. We should throw mm-hmm. a little in over it. I don't but, know if
1: we can. No, we can. As- well, there's the whole IP thing. Oh, that thing. I don't well, know if we if are legally allowed to. I realize that you can, right? If you're like, well, fucking electoral fuck property. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: can we do it like with a hey, go look at the like? What if we email them and ask him?
1: Oh, cut me, email. I like,
2: like how we're playing this now, and you're going to see either it worked out or it didn't, <laughs> right? Would you hear it? If you hear music right now, that yeah. worked out. If yeah, you did if, it, If there
1: is music overlaid with the sound of our voices. We got permission. We got
2: permission from. If there's not, the, I guess others.
1: we'll have a link on our website. I don't know. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and we could link to it. But I mean, it's one of the things, and it's something like. So I've often aspired to want to do that with some of my like work, and I stumbled across it because it was something that someone else did.
1: We could totally do that with one of our podcasts, starting right now.
2: Yes. Did it, did it work?
0: I, that did no, no. We're still here. God
1: damn it. Damn it. Yeah, well, we tried. But uh, what I
2: love about it is it's a multimedia thing. So it has music, obviously, but it also has like a graphic novel and artwork and like feature films with it. And, oh, interesting. And mm-hmm. it's like they help produce all of it. And there's a couple of times where you'll be going around, you see very talented people, right? And you see, you know, there's a big pr- productions you like, but then you come across something else that like you know is made from like you can tell it's like the heart and soul went into it right and this is this is one of those things and so another trust us if you will but definitely (laughs) trust me on this like uh, let me be your your curator here and like Kin fables kin fables Mm -hmm. take a look at it listen to the music watch all three the movies and watching them is all free obviously on the website each
0: of them are something like 15 to 20 minutes
2: I um, think. they're shorter than that. Is it? I the last remember. one, I think they're like five minutes. Oh, The first oh, yeah, two are yeah, like yeah, five yeah. minutes. The last one's a little longer. So this the, is,
1: this is like 15 minutes out of someone's 15, 20 minutes. Probably, out of someone's 50, life yeah, I think
2: about. total you're looking at 30 minutes total, but it is like, it's a complete story. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, it's not going to be like a, I never got these three hours of my life back if they don't like it right It's, it's going
2: to be, I got like, well, if you, here's my recommendation. Watch the first one, watch Ken. If you enjoy Ken, watch Salvage. Fair enough. If you enjoy salvage, watch Requiem. Yep. But like, Ken is very, very short, but it has these really cool, like, birdmen people. With mm-hmm. these awesome masks.
1: Okay, that is not what I saw coming. Like, I heard really cool and I was not expecting the words Birdman. Bird <laughs> there are these
2: be Birdman and it's, like, this
1: visual, like... This just went in a direction I did not expect at all.
2: Yeah, and it matches the sound. So, like, when the music picks up, there's a point where it pauses and then it hits these drums and it's, like, this guy puts his, like, and it, the the visual is just beautiful. The visuals are amazing. Yeah, and he puts his arms up at the right time and there's, like, these feathers go out and then this the, the, and it shoots to the kid who's on the cliff and the bird is descending and the knights racing over to like stop them huh. and like they, they enveloped them and like I don't in like and it has this like I don't know who where they got the actors for this mm-hmm. but they got like a little girl and like an older like like woman who look like they would be you know what I mean like the little girl grew into the older woman right
1: okay yeah, um, yeah,
2: yeah. and uh but the little girl is like I mean just so good the kids are just so good because like they they highlight she has like really blonde hair and she's wearing a very very white dress and they even make that glow so she stands out in these like forest scenes oh interesting yeah and the old the the uh older one uh also similarly does that in the other films and like it's very colorful and mm-hmm. very very pretty
0: one of the uh when i because it's been a while since I've—I think I only watched the first two. I never got around to the third one. But for me, there
1: goes the recommendation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? thanks, thanks. well, it's just well, the, they were they were fucking addicting. I never watched the third one. I <laughs> didn't quite make it the last one. Well,
2: go ahead.
0: Attention, <laughs> my attention spans horrible. But no,
1: uh, one of the things <laughs> a that.
0: <laughs> I, hey, I was at work at the I hadn't time. I had
1: my riddle in that day.
0: <laughs> I was at work at the time. I was trying to make the time for it. So one of the things that, uh. I would recommend, is after you watch the first one, don't immediately jump to the second one. Let it sink in for a bit, and you can determine how much time that would be, but just let that sink in, because it's not... Uh it's not something you would walk into thinking it's like any other movie that's out there. It's really unique in its experience. And it's something that for me I enjoyed that I had some time to mentally digest before I moved on to the second part. So you're yeah. still
1: mentally digesting the second part. Yeah, Is that what you're saying. Say, it's yeah. it's taking you that I need some X-Lax to get through it. <laughs> No, but it's. It, it Here's our recommendation, folks. Watch it. You'll need some X
2: So there goes our entire ability to get to approve anything for us on this.
1: Why is it that every time we recommend something to someone, we end up fucking it up?
2: Because <laughs> we're morons.
1: This is where three unwise like, men. Please sponsor us for this. We'll. D- d- we'll destroy your
2: chances of <laughs> ever anybody going to see it. But no, it actually won, uh, I'm reading here, it is the winner of Best Cinematography for the Quebec Short Film Fantasia International Film Festival 2013. Which,
0: is, from what I recall, is actually still a very prestigious honor. Because uh, that that's a rather revered film festival. If you, I remember
2: it is. Yeah, they were no. You're absolutely right. They actually, if I it was uh, it was up on so the I'm video. Glad you
1: said something because I was just about to rip into no. you. Like, <laughs> like, like, like you saw me sitting over here, poised like the fucking Quebec short <laughs> film festival. Yeah, like that sounds awesome. This
2: is like like the county fair. Right, no, right, no, right. it's actually revered. You know? And it, the other thing with it is, it it was I believe it was film
1: festival <laughs> and pork auction. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get them both here. No, it was uh, no, it was even the I think it was the Vimeo like short film of the year even.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, that says yeah, something. It
2: was it was a lot of things. The first one, then they they built off of it, um, and you can support them in many ways. It so.
1: bit beat out the last Eminem music video. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was number one. No, but it's worth it. Take a look. Absolutely. And, and, and tell me if you like it. And if you did like it, let them know and uh mm. re- re- reach out to them let them know and let them know that we're saying good things about them so we could play the music here
0: yeah that yeah, would, yeah, be,
2: yeah.
1: would be yeah uh, really yeah and nice. you know skip the axlocks <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's see what we're going to so we are going to move on to actually talking about role play and role play environments as a kind of sandbox for writing
1: yeah and this is kind of one of those interesting places because i've seen two polar ends yeah. of we got a lot of i mean i've i've talked to authors who have looked at this and said anyone who role plays and and then just writes from that is shit
2: yeah well that's a strong yeah there's the
1: there's a very strong there's a
2: strong out. writing community that feels that like if you're role like that basically you're using your artistic talents in someone else's place versus your own it's right. all wasted energy and it actually limits you you create Like, limitations that you wouldn't have done otherwise.
1: Right. And there's, there is a valid perspective of that if all you're doing is role playing, right? You're, you could be writing and you're role playing instead, right? Yeah. And so it, it could be taken too far. I have seen the opposite end of the spectrum where people are like, Oh man, I just had a great D&D game and I'm going to write down everything that happened in that D&D game and then it's going to be Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. And that's my book. Yeah. And those books suck.
2: Yeah, they're the worst.
1: They are absolutely the worst. And even when it's tweaked... It's a different format. It's
2: like it's like if you were to take it and directly make a movie off of a book, word for word, it'd be a terrible
1: movie. It'd right? be a terrible movie. You, you've got to adapt. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole point of role-playing games is to give everyone their chance in the limelight, and there is no main character protagonist no. that you can feel attached to, because everyone in the group's got their own thing well, going it's on. equality. Right. And so if you're a good GM, you are making sure that everyone feels highlighted. Yeah. Right? At some different point in time, everyone feels like they are the one doing the special thing. Right.
2: Yes. Well, and here's where I think, though, that role-playing is useful for writing. Okay. I think it's an okay sandbox to try out certain things. Yes. Before you put it on the page. Agreed. Now, I don't think it's great, like, okay, everything I put in role-play is gold. But I'm like, what if I use this element of character development, right? Like, maybe I want someone with this kind of backstory. How does that react with with people? Not even verbatim. Obviously, you have your own role. But you you can take situations and apply them with different, you know, specifics, right? So, like, let's say you have a character who's, like, born in role-playing universe X and it has trauma Y. You could... Translate Translate that that to your own world where I have a character who's born in my world X and has trauma Y, right? The trauma, the human connection's the same. The story driving elements are the same.
1: No, exactly. And you can actually, because your, your friends presumably are also playing people with different traumas and different backgrounds. And, you know, if you've got a bunch of well-rounded characters, well, you don't want to just cut and paste that storyline. No, it's
2: terrible. If you right,
1: do but you can explore the interaction between characters, and you can do so in a pretty realistic way because you've got another person on the other end of the line there.
2: And why is it terrible? Because it's the exact we talked a couple weeks weeks ago about beats. Right, and you there is a RP arc storyline does not have the same beats that a novel does.
1: No, no, nor should it.
2: No, that'd be a terrible storyline. That would be a
1: terrible storyline. I line. actually,
2: I actually was in one where someone was trying to actually created it as one would create a video game. And so it had the structure of a video game. And so as a result, it quickly felt like you were in an RP arc that was on a treadmill. All
0: oh,
1: right. Now, when you're talking about your RP experience, we should let our readers or listeners, readers, readers guess, the readers guess what I normally talk about. Yeah. Um, we should let the listeners know that uh, you're talking about the online sort of thing.
2: I am heavily talking about online MMOs. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, and I've done some online work. Uh, not in an MMO but more in an MUD environment. Okay. MUDs
0: and mucks. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was horrible. <laughs> it was the worst, right? It was just <laughs> god awful. Um shameful. I joined this this MUD that was based on Mass Effect 3. Uh and why your, don't you
2: break MUD down for everybody? What does MUD stand
1: for? Multiple user dungeon. There we go. Um it, it is it's actually a pretty cool system because it's just all text. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really you know, it, it gives you a creative edge, right? Sure. It, it just lets you, it, it's a chat room with various functions in the chat room that you can use, but mm-hmm. it's basically just a chat room. Yeah. Or a series of chat rooms, right? Yep. Where your character can progress from one room to another and someone can type in a description and suddenly the description shows up as a description and, mm-hmm. but it's still basically just online chat. Yeah. That said.
2: So you have to build setting heavily in that.
1: You have to build setting, you have to yeah. build character, I mean, you, you have to describe everything that's going on, sure. and it's just, it's all text. Um, which is great in some respects, especially when we're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, but it was also just a really bad group. Sure, sure. And I, it didn't go anywhere, and it was just horrible, and it was like, uh, but that, that was more of a social issue than an issue with, yeah. with
0: the mud itself. Yeah, when you, when you're, when you're doing role playing sessions, you need to have, strong participants, not just characters, in order to really carry that. Because in the event that you do come across somebody who's only concerned about the limelight instead of trying to progress an actual story or an arc or anything like that, then what you're going to end up with are a bunch of people who all caught the biggest fish. Right. So yeah. it's
2: like a bunch of fishermen on a wharf.
1: And actually what you're like going with one to,
2: rusty prostitute.
1: What you're going to end up with are a bunch of people who are trying to out dark and broody the others. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what you're gonna God. run into like I am the most wounded traumatic person ever. No, I am the most wounded traumatic person. Yeah, but person did you ever. eat your parents? Oh, like, no, no. No. <laughs> it's like I only ate my mother, but I shit on my father. Oh, you no. know? <laughs> Like trauma. My trauma is more trauma than more your tra- trauma. I've got all kinds of trauma. The, the nah. most fun you can have if your role-playing group is like that. By the way, if you just like get in on a group like that, that's just random. Just make them the happiest character. Just at- make the... I, you know?
2: I come from balanced parents. You guys are all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> my my parents, yeah. My character basically thinks life's great. Yeah,
2: I'm going to dinner. Fact,
1: my I, I actually yeah. one of my favorite characters, because uh, I, I come from the paperback gaming universe. That's sure, why yeah. I do most nice my RPGs. Uh we we had way back in the day it was second edition D D. Uh for those of you who also have gray in your beards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a while ago, huh? It was it was, you know. And it wasn't back in Redbox days, but it was second edition. Sure, yeah. It was you know, if, if you're listening and you understand what the word thaco means, then you're then with you're, me. On the, this way.
2: You're, you're hand in hand with you right now. Right.
1: Um and so They're we're we're people. playing this group and ever we've got a bunch of people who are doing the dark and broody thing, and it's kind of driving me nuts. And so I make this bard who is just naive as shit. Like sure. he is he is not only happy, mm-hmm. he is over the top naively happy. Like he is completely the, the world is rainbows and motherfucking unicorns <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and he is just gonna try and go out there and sing about rainbows and unicorns because those are the awesome things in the world and he got into so much trouble like, oh sure nine times out of ten the limelight was on me because
2: well, you're the contrasting character
1: because i'm the contrasting yeah, character. yeah you're the right? rose the amongst one, all these thorns i'm the one who wants to go up and convince that red dragon that you know can't we just get along? Yeah, let's just right? see. And invariably, that sparks the red dragon attacking. All well, yeah, right. because I'm not very good at it.
2: But. More than once, I've talked to a red dragon. Never particularly open for dialogue or, or diplomacy.
1: <laughs> it's it's rare. Yeah, it happens. It does, but it's rare. Yeah, get um, to uh, wear the right perfume. I did it enough to where the GM actually gave me a couple. Like he was like, "Okay, you you convinced you just, them." He
2: just threw you. In, <laughs> threw
1: you <above. laughs> he was like, "Nope, that's too awesome. You you you, you won. Know, you talk him down."
2: so this is this is contrasting actually to how I feel. so I, I see that approach in MMOs. I see people mm-hmm. who come from a mud background in MMOs, and you right. can always tell they do because they have and it's a pet peeve of mine and if you're a listener and this is your particular brand of RP and MMO, so be it, and you and I are still friends, don't I think worry I know what's coming. but I detest long descriptions in <laughs> MMOs. And here is why. They're describing it. something to me that I fucking see. I am watching <laughs> the goddamn screen. I don't need to know the shiny sun and the water. My character is, is standing there. there. It's standing there. The reason MMOs are useful for me for writing is because it's solely for dialogue and character. I don't need setting. I have setting. I don't necessarily need conflict. MMOs present you with the conflict sure. of the world. So it's like it gives you all these things. It is for me like isolated down to... How interesting do I have my character and the personality of my character and the dialogue? So it's a different environment than the MUD. But you could definitely tell people who come from MUD because whenever you interact with them, it is like – it's this like really long delay. So like you're like MMOing (laughs) and you're like, so hey, what's going on? And it's like, wait. like hourglass there are 60 glass. words
0: per minute, and they're sitting there going, oh. and they finally respond with, she began to open her mouth, and as she did so, the breeze oh, fluttered around yeah. her hair, and the sun was
2: shining down just correctly as she came back and said, I'm doing well. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> right, it's right, absurd. Right, right, right. It's all like in the wind and on the thing. She thought, she contemplated over this, over the
1: long fields of her life, and, and it's y- like- And you know what? That kind of writing, oh. it's not good in either books no, it, or role play. It's, not it's not just bad. Either. It's shitty. Just,
2: It's just not good in general. Right. But, like, it's definitely something that would I encounter that. Because character, like, and you really see this in MMOs with our peers and RP descriptions of their characters. Yes. So there's, like, add-ons and things that, like, describe Mm -hmm. characters. Now, so my background is I ran a very large role-playing game, role-playing guild on a server on World of Warcraft for 10 years. And that guild was very instrumental to a lot of things that happened on that server. Good and ill, right? Right. So, we were, we were a very large rock around which a lot of other things were, were happening. I'm not going to name the guild or stuff going on because it just doesn't need to, but the point is, is, yeah, we, there's a lot going with that. A ton. Yeah. They still, believe it or not, they still reference my characters. I haven't been there for two, three years. There's still <laughs> forum posts to this day yeah. about what's going on. Is he coming back? And this is how much we dictated what happened on this server. Awesome. We left a hole. A gigantic, like a crater, like yeah. hole. Because when we left, like, oh, so we uh, through RP Diplomacy, and I never broke character. That was my thing. And I right. only did it in dialogue we made alliances and we made enemies and right. we played politically even against the uh, the opposing faction and we just killed and we did this and that and we swayed power like the Godfather and so we had this it was a lot of fun and <laughs> we had a huge army and so the point is is when we left that kind of crumbled and I don't know what, what they're doing now doesn't really matter but when I'm doing that and I run across RP descriptions so that's my prehistory coming to this.
1: When you are literally sitting, I mean, when your character sitting is sitting in a tavern with the other person yeah. and the person feels just compelled to give you a paragraph about the fact that you're yeah. sitting in a tavern.
2: Yeah. Top three yeah. top three pet peeves for MMORP. So do they ever, I have to ask.
1: Go. Do they ever get it wrong?
2: Yes. No, they'll change <laughs> what you're seeing. They'll change what you're seeing. It's like they'll like change like, oh, and then this happened. It's like, no, it's no it's not. I see the the this did not burst into flames. I'm looking at it. Ooh, that's, yeah,
0: that's my number one pet peeve is God modding.
2: Yeah, God modding, which is the terminology yeah. used for when you are describing the world contrary to what the world's supposed to be doing. So your description would then because, supersede I mean, what you're visually the seeing.
1: Fluttering eyelashes or blinking oh, or smiles or anything f- like that. That's so, it, I mean, it's, it's piss poor,
2: but it's, it's,
1: it's at least feasible because your graphics only go to a certain resolution precisely. and the characters only yeah, move in a certain way. You don't spend way. an entire paragraph on that. Yeah. Well.
2: And here's the thing. And if you do too much of that, My mind is imagining this person just blinking. (laughs) <laughs> like, like like, some kind of heroin addict like at you for like, like, hey, what's what's up, man? You know, hey, 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 just keep blinking. I'm fluttering.
1: To be fair, to be fair. Fluttering be fair, if they're, eyelashes? If they're fluttering playing a,
2: birds flutter. If eyelashes, like, how
1: fast are you blinking? If they're playing a blood elf, that might be exactly what they're going yeah. for. That's a very so. good
2: point. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a very good point.
1: So, wow, we've, like, we've got like half of our writing listeners out there like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> so, I'm going to pull on the reins a bit. Uh, that's, All
2: right, so. Into my top three. Yeah no. Damn it! I have a good top three. Okay, wow, so
1: we just we just went from writing to gaming, and now we're apparently into the But yeah, we're <laughs> Why do you
0: always have to say that? That's not. It's not always the case. No, I was going. to But you're say pulling is, on my reins. Yeah, and you love it. Don't lie.
2: I like. What, okay, I'm yeah. disturbed. What's going on here? So top three. Top three. Let, yes. Yeah. Let me throw these out. Ready? Okay. Top three pet peeves. Number right. one. Number one. God money descriptions that are contrary and really long. Great for MUDs, terrible for MMOs. Don't mm-hmm. don't do it. You're committing sin. Number two. Character add ons that give you a backstory. That's great. But when you do your character description, and like write this down. If you whoever you are out there, write this down and write it with like your own blood into your own arm. You we cannot visually see your character's history. I cannot glance at your fucking character and be like When he was six years old. This is, this uh, is his trauma. That, you can't visually see that. For
0: those of you who have listened, this is an info dump.
2: Yes, this is an info dump. This is absolutely what it is. This is ties into writing. Right. When they glance, but like, so you, so you'll meet characters and you'll, 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 you'll have the, the add-on that shows their history and stuff. And it has a description. A good description. A dwarf. The the character description was this. Portly. That's a brilliant description. amazing description. It was the best description ever. And it was like an inviting conversation. The terrible description was like... There was a five paragraph description about their love life, their losses, and this was their description. Description is physical... And it says physical description. It is a physical description. I cannot physically look at you and see your like ex-love life unless you are Kim Car- Kardashian, which at that point...
1: <laughs> well, that's a whole different thing.
2: That's a yeah. whole nother thing. So,
0: to... Wrap this up. So we've we've talked a lot about role playing. Now, how does this uh, translate into story writing and inserting this into uh, a story that you might be building?
2: Well, because it and because it brings up my number three, mm-hmm. which is breaking in and out nice of character. Subway. Yeah, going in and out that. of character when you're writing, and the reason that's important as it ties back into writing is because you need to stay in a character's perspective. For MO, if you're using this as like a playground to tie into writing, it helps you create character personality. And when you break yeah. in and out of character by having uh, I C and O O C, which is my number one, th- number three yeah. pet perv, pet perv, pet peeve, both of those. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it it it, it having
1: it, having pet perves is an entirely yeah, different. Yeah, pet perves is
2: a complete that ties into the previous conversation. Right, but when you do that, when you're breaking in and out of character. That means, like, if that you need it, it distracts you from when you're going to be doing your writing, because when you're actually writing, at least for me, you're always in character. Like right. when you're creating an actual novel or a short story. Right. All of that is in character. It has to be. And
1: and if it's not, if you it's have not, up.
2: yeah. And I was, and someone submitted something like that once for uh, some, something oh I was God. critiquing, and it, and it started off where oh, it was like no. it started out as a, in it they had authorial asides, and oh, I was like, God. it was.
1: Oh, God. That, no, that's bad. It was a great sin. That's Well, have we already done a segment on perspective? That's, uh, its, own, that's
0: its own thing. We should. That's probably going to be next week. Yeah, we'll do, next yeah, we'll, yeah. Do, we'll do that next week. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Yeah, for sure. Are you tired of your loof and not cleaning enough? Do you feel the need to present evidence that you've scrubbed hard? Does your body need to ache with the feeling of being clean after a really tough day?
1: Then try out the barbed wire loofah from Three Wise Men. Guaranteed to get into your pores. Guaranteed to get rid of your pores. No more dirt, grime, or skin. Get
3: it at Three unwise Men today.
0: Well, you've managed to stick around through the insanity leading up to this point, and now we have a victim with us to torture further. On the call with us today, we have Adrienne Kelly. Way to
1: sell it, Cheeseburger. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Like
2: on the call until she now hung up. Yeah,
1: yeah now I, she's we gone. lost her. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I God damn ran it. screaming. That's yeah.
1: three <laughs> times today. I only have so many guests in my pocket. <laughs> Adrian,
0: thank you for joining us here on Three Unwise Men. We are very, very glad to have you
2: here.
3: Well, thanks for having
1: me. And you're still here.
2: Yes. Yeah? All right. Can I start off with something really important? I'm looking at your website here, mm. and let me just point out initially, your name has got the coolest, like possible, like graphic for that name. Oh. Have you seen it? It's like this faded.
1: Mm-hmm. Op- I actually know something about that graphic that you don't.
2: Well, th- I know nothing. So th- yeah, besides how cool it is,
1: right?
3: I have to look at my own website.
2: <laughs> it's pretty rad. I don't know if you looked at it recently. I'm like, it was the first thing I saw, and the first thing I saw was like, I want that. Like,
1: um, do you do you even? That's interesting because I don't think you even know that you're doing an endorsement push right now, but you are. As Me? I, no, him. That's oh, how. I, him? Because he's talking about how cool your graphics are, and I know that you generate them all.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I make. Do them.
2: you
1: really? She does I all her own cover art.
3: Book covers and everything.
2: Yep. Well then, <laughs> look how that works.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did, what did you do? <laughs> oh yeah, I did it myself. Yeah,
2: yeah that's really cool.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So
1: you do all of your whole everything.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, except my own editing, I well, actually yeah. ask my friends to do that. Fair enough. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we've had both Voss and Carrie on. You're with the Muses as well, correct?
3: Yes. All right. I is the founder.
2: Ooh. Well, fancy.
3: Yeah. We have we a
2: founder, have... and we have cool, cool cover art. Yeah. All, all, all on, on the same show, guys. This we're is, moving up. This is, is. This we are, is. Look, we're well. Well, we got some heavy hitters here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. Once you take off enough sub bosses, you get to the final. You get
2: to the final. Yeah, I mean,
0: and that'll be next week.
1: Our eight bit meeting music has just changed. Yeah, six it's six gotten five. much more. It, it's the same music, but the tempo picked up. Yeah, That's absolutely. Glorious.
0: It's it's just double time
1: now. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Exactly. So for some reason, we're playing Tetris. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, our tenure is coming up next year. So.
2: Yeah. So. So as the founder. Mm. Why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of how that all got founded?
3: Uh, you know, um, I met Carrie, and we decided we liked writing, and then we kind of formed in her living room. Mm-hmm. And then, well, NaNoWriMo comes around, sure. and we started gathering people from different nano events. And the first year, we weren't a region. And then the second year Carrie created a region and um so like every nano we collect a new member. And then we started that, going to conventions.
2: That sounds like very like succubus. <laughs> like we collect a member. That sounds like so there's like a, so there's people now soulless that have been drawn into your web is what I'm hearing. Yep. Okay, good. This is good this is a good process i think it's very efficient i feel like when she goes like when we go over post which we never do but if we did (laughs) we should add like a like that really like that you know that that music they play in like the espn's like found the old like when football started and it's like got that right right,
1: right. like the the historical
2: historical flashback music while you were talking about that
1: right Right, kind of a, a Tinsy nineteen yeah. forties. I don't know
2: what that noise was, but that's, that's what they did. That do. was
1: that was like an emergency broadcast system. <laughs> <laughs> that was whole that was entirely fucking different. It was, it was close. <laughs> it kind I'm gonna... fits us. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> it <kind of> fits. <laughs> Amazing. So hey, um I, I have to say that I'm envious of your ability to do your own cover work and yeah. you know, for our listeners, you know, log on, look at Adrian's we've got a link to it up on our website but she does these amazing covers and she's actually able to i don't know if anyone else has had this and grant may have but you don't ever run into the issue where your cover does not actually represent your book
2: oh i've I've heard that from a lot of people. so my question
1: is how many different authors have you been able to point at and say nya, 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 mm-hmm. because of that
3: i don't know i didn't know that was a thing
1: <laughs> oh it's a thing <laughs> it's it's, a- <laughs> there's the amount of griping
2: about that is i mean because we're not gonna name names obviously because for a lot of good reasons but the point is is that like yeah that's the thing where you do oftentimes hear like oh i got my cover art and it's
1: yeah and meanwhile i'm looking at the cover for earth's new masters and it's just if you're not looking at it right now which you should be
2: yeah you should be um
1: it's this really, I mean, there's this lighting effect, and there's this really cool-looking dude who's obviously terrifying, and he's got some eyeshadow thing going on, and I, it's, you know, there's there's something there. And because mm-hmm. I know she's doing her cover, I know that that's actually representative of the thing in the book. Well, he-
3: Yeah. It's a cybernetic implant she has in her eyes, so I tried to find an image that uh, would represent that in a way that conveyed it. So the
2: question. Is that, like, a hard process for you, like, picking that, you know, like, because you know that the elevator pitch for a lot of people is very difficult, right? Now, this is an even more fine-tuned element if you think about it. It's, like, the one image, you know, that's going to draw them in. Like, right. And you're responsible for that. Do you find that, like, do you agonize over this? Like, are you late at night, like, tossing and turning in a cold sweat?
3: <sighs> um... The only one that was difficult to completely find an image for was Invisible Magic because it was a YA cover, I'm and now. Um, it's for the Shattered Soul series. And I haven't got all of them finished yet, but I did the first three covers um, and tried to sort of brand them. But um, finding a YA cover that was an image that I could convert into sort of looking YA was difficult because. They do um, so much symbology in uh, in their covers usually, but I wanted more of a personal feel. So um, that one took me probably a whole day to find the girl. And once I found the girl, the rest of it kind of fell into place.
2: Were these one of those, um, uh, they oftentimes have the, uh, like, DeviantArt where people put up their p- feel-free-to-use pictures? Or like, s- use? free stock photos and stuff? Yeah, thank you, stock um, photos. I was struggling. No,
3: here. I go to actual... Um, photo websites that have model releases and things so that I can not be legally right. dealing with all that stuff mm, um, that's
2: fine
3: so uh, we have had some art that was drawn and I had an issue with an artist and after that issue where she drew me the picture but wouldn't let me pay her for the right to use the picture, I was kind of frustrated and just decided to just do it so myself. She wouldn't let so. you
2: pay. So what do you mean by that? Like she was like, no, you can't use this or you could use it, but I don't want to accept any money. So you- No,
3: she uh, she actually did the cover art for me, showed me the picture of the cover art. And then when I contacted her to make a payment, because the deal was that I would pay her some money um, for the right to use the art, she never got back to me. And, so and never legally, gave you the art. And, and well she gave me the art I have the image of the art I have the full usable image of the art but I don't have the right to use it because I didn't pay her uh, and she never let me pay her <laughs> so that was very frustrating
0: so um, it was just a matter of you saying you know what I can do this myself and
1: be done with it do you, yeah. ha- do you have something in writing showing that that was the agreement
3: um, it was a verbal thing at con you know how con things happen <laughs> yeah that's
1: and, that's tough then yeah. Um, and I
3: do have I do have a long email list of emails back and forth, but I didn't know any recourse other than to just not use it. So that's what happened.
2: Well, I mean, when you're this talented with your own cover art, yeah, I know. yeah,
3: yeah. The most difficult part, I think, is finding a stock image because I don't have like a herd of models doing what I want them to. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> neither do I, despite my best efforts,
3: <laughs> you know. So, um, I really, I really like Veer because their
2: Which one is images. It?
3: Veer, uh, it's v e e r dot com. Their mm-hmm. images are cheap. Like you can get a really decent quality image for two bucks. So, um, and then you modify it, like completely build it from scratch. Are after you a that, Photoshop but, master then? Uh, not a master, but I use Photoshop Elements, um, mm-hmm. an old one. <laughs> hmm. So, well,
0: like um, CS3 or something.
3: Uh, it is oh, the,
1: the tech guys. Yeah, in look at this guy. He's like three, <laughs> two point
0: five. <laughs> um,
3: it's uh, Photoshop Elements five.
0: Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because if any of our listeners out there are thinking about investigating it and are looking at what she's put together, it's good to know the mediums in which she's using it. Yeah, so that no, way,
1: no doubt. Yeah. No, I'm just. We're just giving you, you help. Crap. Yeah, as for <laughs> usual. So you got two writers and a techie, and the techie is like, "I can talk about something <laughs> finally. I <laughs> can talk about something." The leash is off, motherfuckers. i like, "Going to town now."
0: It's either that or cheeseburgers, and right. clearly, I excel at both. So
2: yes, they're pretty good.
0: Uh, they are absolutely fantastic. Um, so, what about your stories? What have you? What's the What's the story that you want to talk to us about? What if we? What do we want to know? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't
3: know. <laughs> be, I don't think anybody
1: can answer that. That's a really. Consummate. <laughs> so
2: self.
3: I cannot read minds as much as I want What'd to. You, what was oh, your
1: most sure. recently published? recently
3: published actually was the Assassin's Anthology we put together for the writing group.
1: Uh, oh, okay. I nice.
3: I believe. Yeah. And then, uh. So yeah, I did the acquiring editing on that and then, uh. Two of our other group members swapped editing for the rest of the stories, and we basically did a group antho to promote group. So, so that,
1: that's a closed anthology from a writing grove, a specific mm. geographically located writing oh group, nice. correct?
3: Yeah.
2: It sounds like the muses, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, did you find, and I don't name names. Name names. Tell me. You're <laughs> just trying to get her in trouble, man. Probably. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> do you a find that there's a, an issue with getting revisions done in a situation like that? I mean, in, in a really close tight group like that, where you I mean, you, in order to fill the anthology you've got to take all the stories
3: Um, Yeah, we did run into some problems and, Let's
2: discuss uh, these problems openly <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Openly, like, no, you know we're we a group that likes to try to bring up young writers sure, and, sure. Uh,
2: One a year, from, a year
3: yeah, Well, not one a year, but we do promote young, come up-and-coming writers, and Uh, you know, we believe since we started it, we all started with nothing. We, like, didn't know how to write. We didn't know anything. So, um, we, like, started, uh, getting information and sharing it. And then, you know, as, you know, we grew up as writers and became published and stuff, we, like, take the little ones under our wings and try to help them. And, uh, they, uh often don't have the quite the quality of writing we want to put in a published um, a professional published type environment. So one story in particular was very, very rough and the the writer's a brand new writer and basically it took like five of us to get the story into enough quality to publish it, you know. And that was difficult because explaining why things had to change was, you know,
2: difficult. a, a person from my writing group um, coined a really useful term. Overall, I guess Um, uh, her name is Kent, uh, Catherine Mon- Montrose. But she uses the she talks about writing in terms of like a medieval apprenticeship. I think I've talked about this before. But she talks about like the novice, then the journeyman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you find that like in that process, you guys are kind of like going through those steps as well, from the novice to the journeyman to the master to the artisan?
3: Yeah, that's our goal. Yeah. And we, and we like to mentor. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that I don't know that sets us apart from a lot of other writing groups, but, um, our whole goal is to get writers writing and get their quality up enough to publish. And, you know, and I so, think you
2: touched upon something really important here is that, like, there's this, I think there's this conception, at least there was for me when I started, that, like, if I'm a writer, It's like I was born a writer and like I came down from like the writer gods. Right. And then I put my hands to the keyboard and I closed my eyes. And lo. And lo, there did I bequeath unto the world. Right.
1: Behold. And yeah. then the grant did toucheth of the keyboard yes. and speak, for, oh. for his stories flowed forth like wine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and like the muses were singing behind. My hair was in the air. Right. And then <laughs> yeah. like the page lands. And then
1: and- did a cornucopia of words. Yes.
2: Just, oh, this is how when you're starting off. You view this and someone made a really good point. There is no group of people more arrogant than writers. And 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 here's why. No other art does someone do the first one of it and expect it to be their best, right? Like the writer writes the first manuscript and they're like, This is publishable and this is amazing. No painter does that. No painter like does like a stick figure and is like
3: the, I'm Mona Lisa, awesome. the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa, right?
2: Like we are the only group in the artistic world that, like, our first of anything is like our precious baby, and it's the best.
0: But
1: I, yeah. I don't know. There's some terrible garage bands out there that think That's they're awesome. A, good point.
0: a lot of them started out actually in Seattle.
1: On, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, in fact they just created it their own genre it's called right nirvana. yeah, yeah. <laughs> how but dare you i love nirvana i hate w- you both when we so
3: yeah it's really hot today <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: yeah well you're over in moses lake like we're we're on the west side and we think, I think it's, it's, hot. it's like
3: 110 or something yeah it's
2: like 155 where you are right
3: oh it's it's hot
1: <laughs> so tell me what's it like in hell yeah like is <laughs> it... <laughs>
3: It's so hot outside, our air conditioners are barely touching the heat in the house.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to live over there in Tri-Tri-Cities, and I remember when it was that hot. And you walk outside, and it actually feels... It's the same thing as when you open an oven. Yep. And you get that... like You don't sweat because your sweat just dries. So you just walk out, and you're dry. And you're just hot, and you're dry, and hope is gone from you. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. this is... Is this the experience you're having today?
3: Yes. Unless there's a little tiny breeze, then it's bearable, but it yeah. doesn't happen very often. But
2: do you ever do you have or do you have you seen someone with the fan squirt bottles?
3: Oh yeah. We see them every summer. <laughs> and those weird ball filled things that you soak and they you wrap around yep. your neck.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: Yeah. I okay, so little backstory. Originally I'm from Arizona. I lived in northern Arizona for a decent part of my life, but the last 10 years that I was there, it was in Phoenix. Terrible idea. Yeah, it was a horrible, yeah, why horrible you idea. I'm glad you're up here where it's, and, humans live. Yes, and not demons. Um, the, the neck bands that you were talking about, I actually had one of those when I was younger, and it had these beads in them. That, what? Yeah, what? What happens is uh, the but those beads are soak That's Benoit,
1: and that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> not those beads. You're <laughs> That's that's just,
2: I like how she like covered the mouth. She's like, oh my God, what did they just <laughs> What just happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they, um, oh, this, this conversation
1: just took a turn. <laughs>
0: that, that's what happens on this show constantly. Now, they're, they're gel beads and they absorb the water so that... The, <laughs> this
1: isn't getting better?
0: <laughs> maybe for you it isn't, but for me, I love it. It's, it's
2: fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, do you... what? Why would humans? work But I feel like it's like can't you just not like if you have to resort to like water soaking attire? I just stay inside, right? Like I'm right. the only one. Then well, oh, yeah, some I people don't inside. have
3: the. There's a lot of vitamin D deficiency in our area because we don't go outside.
2: Yep. <laughs> I remember that being a thing because you no one went out in the the, the, the mole people. Yeah, because you, you can't go out in the day. It's yeah. like well, the construction crews work at like two in the morning, right? Yeah. You know, and roofers, my God! Oh, right, those poor, people. those poor people. Yeah, that's yeah, like, up
1: there with the black tar and uh, oh, uh, and the hot, this?
2: the hot black tar and 113 degrees. Ugh. It's like working on the surface of the sun. No, I
3: think I think even though it's really really hot here, it's a dry heat. So my least favorite place to be hot at is in Minnesota, where it is just like Ooh. muggy. Oh
1: yeah, like, muggy's oh, the worst.
3: Uh, yeah. That's what I don't like on the coast is when it's hot over there, it's, like, so muggy. I,
1: I hear that, and I don't know, but I hear that, like, the Gulf states are really bad for that when you get down.
2: Yeah, I've definitely heard heard that, like, the humidity is, like, 500% and, right. mm-hmm. like, the heat is 2 million, right? And then so, like, your options are... Accurate numbers. Just Yeah, these are... I've looked it up on the Weather Channel. Right. And yeah. it's... Like, your options are death and death?
1: I mean, for a place called the Bible Belt, it often resembles hell in a very <laughs> <laughs> literal sense. And
0: lo, there is a boiling lake of fire. Right,
2: right, yeah. <laughs> so if you couldn't live in Moses Lake, where would you move? Like, if you could... Oh, let, let me re, re... re Let me change the question. Like, if you could live anywhere, where would you live and write?
3: Uh, probably the beach. I but love just which the
2: beach? beach? Like,
3: uh, the Long Beach.
2: Oh, I in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Nice you know that is no. the longest beach. That is yeah. a long beach. It's a really yeah. long beach. I was yeah. wondering why it was named that. It's the longest beach in the U.S. Huh. And Continuous. That beach
1: is as long yeah. as my... Well, it's long. It's long.
3: <laughs> it's, it's fun down there. It's relatively warm. Yeah. You know, there's not a huge amount of people and... Uh,
2: Constant breeze.
3: Yeah. Well, if yeah. you're
2: up at the, like, so you're talking the south part near Astoria, or you're talking about more like the north where it gets really remote.
3: Um, my family lives in Ocean Park, so. Um,
2: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And, uh, and uh, I've.
3: Nice. I- Yeah, I really like the whole of Long Beach. I don't like necessarily Long Beach, the town itself, but I like... I'm going
1: to pause this story to figure out what the hell just happened, because it sounds like you just had a metal band intrude on your house. That was what happened.
3: I have a Skyrim ringtone, and my phone decided to give me a message, sorry. That's
1: an awesome
0: ringtone. Uh, Yeah, I was, uh, you couldn't see it, but I was headbanging. Over here? Yeah. <laughs> he was.
1: Actually, he had a battle axe, and it was just out. He yeah, raised it into the air it's, it's, and screamed was Bahala. Which was awesome, because it was just reflexive. That's, yeah. that's
0: yeah. how he rolls. It just, it, it's like it the Pavlov happened.
2: dog. You ring a yeah. bell. Here.
0: Except you play sounds like that, and I raise a battle axe, apparently.
1: Right.
2: So but. non-US, mm-hmm. non-beach, would you, like, I guess what I'm shooting at, if you had to, like, go somewhere in Europe or something. Or, or just somewhere.
3: Well, you, you know. know, I remember was quite fun i'd probably you Mm. know hang out there for a bit um
0: you know we were talking about uh inspiration i feel like that would be a very inspiring place to live for writing stories I think I would be
1: drunk way too much. you yeah, would be <laughs> <Get any actual laughs> <writing done. laughs> I'd be like this is the place of whiskey and Guinness I'm fucked. <laughs> this is yeah, this is I'm completely over.
3: So you know they don't have take out. Like you ask for a to go box and they don't give you one. Like I was at this restaurant But oh, so we have
1: to stay think- in the pub.
3: They asked me, yeah. uh, I asked them if they Correct. had a go box, and they gave me one of their bowls to take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like the, just like, take the thing. Take I the fucking cookie just
0: pot.
2: You. <laughs>
0: Look, Rossi,
1: I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I take the bowl. <laughs> Rossi. We, just... It was awesome. Yeah. So, well,
0: there's no takeout boxes pretty much anywhere outside of the United States because the portions are small enough, typically that
2: you don't need one well but the the and also the food periods are longer isn't it like i mean dinner is like an event in europe is it not like it's not a
0: yeah so especially if you go to a restaurant you typically go there and it's going to be an hour and a half two hours that you're sitting at the table it's not a quick turnaround like it is in the states where it's like 45 minutes and you're out the door again you know it's Yeah, it's an event. You go there and you... If I've been in a restaurant for 45 minutes, I feel like I'm
1: living there. Yeah. I
3: get so bored, dude. Yeah. It's just... I'm like, oh... So here's a question about Ireland.
1: Do they have any Chinese places?
3: You know, I don't know. The only people I met in Ireland were uh, Germans and British. And I went all over the place, but like I went by myself. And so I didn't like associate I've just, with many people.
1: <laughs> I, I've, just, I've been trying to envision Irish-Chinese fusion because I think it could be a thing. This has been an ongoing discussion.
2: <laughs> he, that, after that a, restaurant we saw he, this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, they want to make a restaurant.
1: There is a restaurant. I swear to God, there is a restaurant. I saw it. Okay. Nobody believed it,
2: them. Don't believe him. I don't believe him. Yeah.
3: Though, uh, you know, uh, non-Western uh, cultures, I might try Korea because it seems interesting. North but Korea is very...
2: I'm... Oh, you probably <laughs> mean South. South,
3: <laughs> yeah, not North. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you're
2: not into labor camps
3: (laughs) no not so much
0: very inspiring writing for uh stress you know
1: everything is completely dead um i i think you could you know some decent post-apocalyptic fiction dystopian current
2: dystopian yeah
1: current dystopian yeah yeah, it's north korea I i
2: feel like i want to go to mongolia Mm.
3: Mongolia sounds fun, yeah.
2: Because I <laughs> want to go to Mongolia because I want to go. So I have this thing.
1: So let's let's talk about Mongolia for a second because what? I know an interesting statistic <laughs> What's about the second Mongolia. Second
3: time we talked about Mongolia today.
1: What is it really? That's awesome. Yeah.
2: What, what? What? First of all, what was the first?
3: Uh, me and Carrie were out at her house this morning, and uh, we were talking about uh, Genghis Khan and warlords and things. Mm. So
2: as one does mm. like were you, you know what? About I've been, it, like i've
1: been i've been actually getting into the hardcore history podcast oh yeah and he has a a hardcore. lengthy <laughs> lengthy series on the cons well the cons are amazing the cons are amazing anyways yeah, would you date a con mm,
2: no
3: no why not they're because i'm heterosexual
2: <laughs> yeah they're controlling but like think about the benefits of being like number You're one dead. con harem person
0: uh, yeah because that sounds so beneficial <laughs> well it's better than being okay, i would
3: like, rather be a dude in mongolia than a woman
2: that's a good
0: point in
3: mongolia. Yep. <laughs>
2: that's a good point
1: so on that note mongolia is currently yeah the country brace yourself with the highest alcoholism rate in the world
2: really that doesn't surprise me what else would you do there <laughs>
1: apparently nothing yeah a drink.
2: so i have this thing where i get bored and when I get bored, I go to Google Maps and I go to Earthview and I go to just random cities around the world and be like, What's going on here? And so I did that around Mongolia recently and I was like <laughs> looking at their like cities and I was like, I want to go here just because it looks like one of those post apocalyptic video games, right? Like those zombie games where like the mm. everything's run down and shit. It yeah. looks fun.
1: Well, and if you if you want to do that, Pripyat is probably Yeah. Like that's that's about as post apocalyptic as you. Can. That's, that's as the island, close right? As they can get, yeah. No, no, that's the, uh, the Mon- city right outside Chernobyl.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, and that was on. There was on a list of places that like there was apparently a Mongolian town, a city which is actually what led me to this. That had a um, they had a city that was built for millions, but because that like their industry collapsed, it, only uh, like two thousand people live there. Oh wow! So it feels like.
3: I think there was a documentary about that.
2: Yeah, that would be crazy though. So if we're all
1: let's steer the conversation back around here a little, yes. a little bit. Uh what sorts of like genres are you into writing? What are you what what blows your hair back?
3: Um Good question. Uh, well, I used to technically write urban fantasy, but they've changed the definition of it again, so What did they um, change
2: it from to what?
3: um it is now dark fantasy or contemporary fantasy
2: there's no urban fantasy anymore it's been destroyed
3: because it's been logged into paranormal romance now so basically if you say you write urban fantasy people are going to assume that you write paranormal romance
1: which is just
3: ridiculously stupid sounds like two completely different things i I,
1: I write urban fantasy fuck them it's not paranormal romance (laughs) that's where i come down on this
3: yeah and you know it's genres but it's because the mainstream publishing uh, shelved urban fantasy randomly in uh, romance for a long time and you know
2: well yeah. I mean Twilight is basically a yeah.
1: Yeah. Twilight and like 90% of anything Laurel K. Hamilton ever written and you know
3: there's, yeah, there's a lot basically of
2: basically teen erotic
1: right
3: yeah. but, um, I write uh, science fiction. Did you start
2: he- having breathing
0: like out of absolute frustration and pain? That's not
2: what I heard. Either. I think was <laughs> carry on, carry on here, Adrian. There was we have someone very aroused by the conversation. Go right ahead.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, I write. Uh, no, I was trying to gather my thoughts, but I write. Uh, so were we. <laughs> I write. But we can't, uh, science un-see fiction, this. and I have a. Uh, Y A series that I can't decide if I'm going to mark it as Y A or as just regular urban fantasy. So, yeah, pretty much I like to put speculative fiction in my work.
2: So, how do you? How do you? Um, sounds like you have a decision to make there. And when you are writing that, do you write it towards the more mature audience and then edit it back down, or how do you? Or does it just it ends up one or the other when you're done?
3: Um, I think it's going to depend on the. Um, Okay, the first book in the series is basically uh, Last Year in High School thing. um, Where she finds out she's got a bunch of powers that basically destroy the world if she's not careful. Um, So, I think that I'm going to end up marketing it as an adult because it's a 12-book series and it's very definitely going to... Like, the first book's going to be YA, but the rest of them are... Gonna be adult, or because she's gonna be older. So wow. So I don't know.
1: I'm gonna pause here for a second because we've been talking over the last couple of podcasts about the you know the whole pantser versus organic writer, sure, or versus a structured writer. You have twelve books pre-planned
3: uh, for that series. Like sometimes you get an idea and it explodes, and then like you have more and more and more, and you like try. It actually is a two-part series. The first part, the first twelve books, are about. Her um, getting her soul back together, and the second two, the second twelve books are about what happens after she unites her soul. So, so you so have
1: you have a, a twenty four book plan. Yeah, this is very Canterbury Tales. Yeah,
2: this <laughs> is like Knights of the Round I have a question for you then. So, when you're structurally taking care of all this, and we we had a bit, we talked a little bit ago about tools. Mm-hmm. How are you? Are you like what what if you don't mind divulging your secrets? Um what tools are you using? Is it just Word, Excel, or are you using like that Scrivener? specific
3: series is in Scrivener and it is in its own Scrivener and Ender like there's a spart in Scrivener where you can put your research. Yes. So I've made um capsules for every one of the books and they're all in the same big uh box. And so basically when I finish a book I drop it down and pull the next one up. And so that I can track everything. Because Scrivener is a big... It's very helpful if you're a series writer... Yes, it is. Or if you've broken a book and need to fix it, because you can part your book up and go, "Oh, well, this bit is what's destroying the whole plot arc, yeah. and I need to fix that."
0: You you can't so. you can't see this, but as soon as you mentioned that, Grant got a very smug look on his face because he's <laughs> using the exact.
2: Because I use it, I use Scrivener. So I use. I mean, I write oftentimes in Word initially, but I do because I write. I write epic fantasy. I do. Um, I do move it all over to Scrivener afterwards because of the reason you just said. To break it, if something's wrong, you can pull that out really yeah. quickly and, and adjust uh, things.
3: Well, yeah, it's just really difficult to do that in Word. Word is very limited. I mean, it's a great program for sharing with people so that you can track changes and stuff. And it's good, just you know, Word software program. But Scrivener is good for building things. And mm-hmm. so, if I have a book I really want to uh, plot and build, then I use Scrivener. If I have a book I'm pantsing, um, I just use Word. you know, yeah. cause, um, That
1: you know. that pretty much lines up to the conclusions we came with.
2: That was literally our evaluation. Yeah, yeah. it was basically that if you're pantsing something, you just so it's,
1: keep it's writing. It's good to, to know that we're not entirely you know, fucking crazy. <laughs>
2: no, we're only mildly. Right. Mildly.
0: And somehow we managed to put together a podcast about it.
3: Yeah. But if, if I feel like the book needs more structure, say I'm like 30,000 words into it, and I realize that I... It's not got the threads I need to it. I will dump it right into Scribner and fix it. Um, yeah. So.
2: Do you use Scrabble at all yet?
3: No. I, um.
2: And I guess we should talk about Scrabble. Scrabble is a tool that also from the same same company and it, it basically mimics a uh, your ability to, like basically a cork board. You put like items and you could draw lines between things. It's, so it's like Isn't a chalkboard. It's kind
3: of a bubble a bubble thing, right?
2: Yeah, it's like a basically a chalkboard. Like you write something and you write like this arrow goes to here. So some people are using it um for and it's kinda newer, it's like they're less developed tool but it's actually really useful and you could export it as a PDF, but they use it to um to do a visual plot. You know, yeah. so things tie to this and they go from that and you can see it in a you know for that reason or a scatter plot. Right, but mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I don't, I don't see things like that usually. Um, I have, I'm a go- basically organic, and um, like usually when I have an idea, it comes like fully formed, and uh, it's really hard to break it down and figure out the parts of um the story. So like people ask me about themes and things, I'm like, I have no idea. Don't ask. <laughs> and, we, I, and we didn't. Yeah, yeah that's no, how I, good we are but um
1: <laughs> but now that you bring it up
2: yeah now that you bring the question up thank you for op- thank you for opening the door.
3: Opening that door yeah, yeah
1: we'd, uh, we'd like to know yeah
3: <laughs> yeah and it's just uh so I try to do things that um help that process like so my first draft will often be just a telling sketch so you're just telling the story sure yeah and then i'll um break it into scenes from that and then flesh it out and make it an actual book
2: well and i think so, that and i think what you're talking about is i think something that a lot of people like you do you find you have to help people with that to understand that in the writing group the whole oh yeah. i your first draft is going to be terrible purposely yeah. just get on the page and fix it and editing.
3: Our big thing is we don't like our writers to be. Oh, this sentence needs to be absolutely beautiful before I can move on to the next no, one. No God, Rejoice you'll be all day. Because writing, you can fix a rough draft. You cannot fix an empty page because there's nothing there. You God. know, so it is. that's the that,
1: best that, way to that, say that's
2: it. that's the best thing I've ever heard. With that,
1: that is that is a great line. That's
2: going to be the title of the uh, this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm fixing for the empty page. You can't yeah. fix it.
3: So yeah, when I have my nanites and I'm just saying, you guys just write the fifty thousand words because, dude, you just it has to come out. And a a large portion of them don't get it. They're like, it needs to be perfect. I'm like, no, because your first draft's never perfect ever, and you can't expect it to be. Well, you're
2: asking a lot of your you're asking a lot of your creative process. Is there any? Huh? Go ahead, sorry.
3: Oh well, it takes so much longer too. Um. Like you can write a book in a few weeks, a rough draft of a book in a few weeks if you just write it down. But if you want to s- focus on like every sentence to get it perfect, it it can take you years to finish one book. So I mean, it just depends on the type of writer you want to be, I guess. So
2: that sounds that sounds perfect.
0: That is awesome, uh, Adrian. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Thank you for uh, putting up with our antics. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we dove into many, many different topics within a, a short time frame, and you managed to keep up with us on that. So uh, that says either we're not as insane as we thought, or you're more insane than you think.
2: <laughs> well, but I got a lot of, uh, I, I got a lot of affirmation, and confirmation, yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was, this was a big one for me. There's a lot of check marks in my corner.
0: A lot of yes, yeah. all because of you. If you guys, if you guys want to check out her website at Adrienne Kelly, it's A D R I A N E C E A L L A I G H dot com. She has some of her works, her excellent graphics, which we referred to earlier. Uh, Adrian, thank you once again for being here with us.
3: Um, thank you for having me.
0: All right, well, we'll be back here in just a few moments with a few more commercial items and a wrap up for the day, which I'm sure all of you will most certainly enjoy. On the next episode of Three Unwise Men.
2: She's like, You're in my ballpark now, boys. So but, Loosen the belt.
1: Right. Right and, and we all do, but it keeps coming. Oh yeah. And it